You know, oftentimes in the church, we use the phrase, Jesus died for our sins. And of course, he did. But the events of that Friday night include much more than dying on the cross. I mean, that was the culmination, that was the worst, if you will. Um, but there's a significance to those events that I don't want us to miss tonight. The Lord showed them to me this week, and uh, I was just kind of blown away at, uh, at what I saw. You know, as, as often as I do this and as often as I read the Scriptures, I just love so much that God keeps showing me new things. Amen? The significance in these events um, is, is because in addition to Jesus taking our sins upon himself and, and the punishment for them, Jesus also takes upon himself the whole gamut of human suffering. Why? So that he can identify with us, so that he can minister to us in our sufferings and our trials. And by the power of his death and resurrection, bring us healing. Isaiah, in his great prophecy of the Messiah in chapter 53, says this, he says, Surely He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. And again, by His wounds, we are healed. Let's look at those events tonight. Number one, Jesus was betrayed by a kiss that Friday night. Matthew chapter 26, verse 47, while he was still speaking, Judas came, one of the twelve, and with him a great crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had given them a sign saying, the one I kiss is the man, seize him. And he came up to Jesus at once and said, greetings, Rabbi, and he kissed him. Jesus said to him, friend, do what you came to do. Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and seized him. Have you ever been betrayed by someone? And Judas wasn't just anyone. He was a friend. Someone that Jesus had invested in pretty heavily, if you think about it. He was given a chosen spot, right? One of the twelve. Um... An incredible, incredible opportunity to be a disciple of Jesus. He was trusted with responsibility. He was given the money bag to hold. He was allowed into the inner circle. When Jesus told parables and people said, I don't know what he's talking about, he would gather the disciples. He would explain things to them. He was, he was privy. You ever want to just ask Jesus something, <laughs> you know? Judas was there. He could do that. He got the private teaching. And even beyond that, he was empowered to participate in the miraculous. He was part of that group that Jesus sent out by two to heal the sick and raise the dead and cleanse the lepers. He got to participate in the miraculous. He was someone 
that Jesus invested in. And he sold Jesus down the river for 30 pieces of silver. Now there's a bit of discussion uh, on that, depending on what source you look at, as to how much that was worth. But most uh, agree it really wasn't a whole lot. Uh, at most, maybe about a quarter of a year's wages. So it wasn't like Judas was set for life or anything. Um, so really, not a lot. And he betrayed Jesus. Betrayal hurts, doesn't it? Secondly, Jesus was denied by the very one who promised to stay by his side. Matthew 26, 69-70, Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard, and a servant girl came up to him and said, You were with Jesus the Galilean, but he denied it before them all, saying, I don't know what you mean. Have you ever been abandoned by someone who told you you could count on them? A dear friend, co-worker, a spouse even? It's devastating, isn't it? Someone you really thought you could trust. Thirdly, Jesus was the victim of gross injustice. Not one, but two illegal trials that night, according to Jewish law. One was at a private home, which wasn't supposed to happen. Both of them at night, which wasn't supposed to happen. Also, according to the law, there must be at least two corroborating witnesses to establish a fact. At neither trial could they get reliable witness. Mark chapter 14, verse 55 says, Now the chief priests and the whole council were seeking testimony against Jesus to put him to death, but they found none. For many bore false witness against him, but their testimony did not agree. Furthermore, you know what they finally convicted Jesus of? Blasphemy, of claiming to be divine, of telling the truth, because he was and is divine. He got convicted for speaking truth. Have you ever been the victim of an injustice? Suffering consequences when you did nothing wrong. Or worse, did the right thing and paid for it anyway. It's an awful feeling, isn't it? Number four, Jesus was humiliated. Luke chapter 22, beginning verse 63. Now the men who were holding Jesus in custody were mocking him as they beat him. They also blindfolded him and kept asking, Prophesy, who is it that struck you? Have you ever felt the pain of being humiliated in front of others? Made to feel embarrassed while other people laughed you to scorn? Again, not a good feeling. Number five, Jesus was flogged. How many saw the movie The Passion? Probably the most realistic portrayal of this that could ever be. I mean, you see a lot of the crucifixes and stuff, and Jesus has a little tinge of blood here and there. No. 
This was a cat of nine tails with leather tails with embedded pieces of metal. 39 lashes that left his back like hamburger. In, in that movie, you could see the guys laughing as they did it. Now, I don't know, you know, they probably took some poetic license with that, but can you imagine the kind of person who would sign up for a job like that? That took some kind of pleasure in inflicting pain on someone else? You're talking just absolute cruelty. Have you ever experienced cruelty at the hand of another human being, helpless under their power and control? Nothing that any of us should ever have to face. We who were created in the image of God to love one another, right? Number six, everyone was against him, or so it would have seemed in the crowd that day. Luke 23, starting at verse 13, Pilate then called together the chief priests and the rulers of the people and said to them, You brought me this man as one who is misleading the people. And after examining him before you, behold, I did not find this man guilty of any charges against him. Neither did Herod, for he sent him back to us. Look, nothing deserving of death has been done by him. I will therefore punish him and release him. But they all cried out together, Away with this man and release to us Barabbas, a man who had been thrown into prison for an insurrection started in the city and for murder. Though Pilate himself testified that he found Jesus innocent, the crowd turned against him, calling out for the release of a convicted murderer instead. Have you ever been in a situation where it seemed that everyone was against you without cause? No fun, is it? Finally, Jesus was crucified at around 9 a.m. and died around 3 p.m. Now, I've tried to explain this a little bit before, but because of the way the arms were up high, and by the way, Jim Caviezel, who, was, um, uh, who played Jesus in The Passion, dislocated his shoulder when they dropped that cross into the hole uh, like they did uh, back in the day. And uh, in that position, uh, breathing in was easy enough. Breathing out there was so much strain on, on the, the chest and the lungs, you couldn't exhale. So you had to push up against the nails in order to exhale. It was, it was a, a death sentence that was designed for maximum suffering. And Jesus did that for six hours. Absolute agony, excruciating pain on top of bearing the weight of sin that you and I can't even fathom. Have you ever felt pain at the hand of another? Or crushing emotional weight 
like grief, despair, guilt, frustration, panic, confusion, then you know, and Jesus knows too, what that's like. These are the things that happened to him that Friday long ago. Jesus suffered through the actions of others, betrayal, abandonment, injustice, humiliation, cruelty, and agonizing physical and emotional pain. First, because it was the cost of my sin. Because Ron had willfully sinned against Almighty God. Because Ron was headed for a godless eternity in a place designed for the devil and his angels. And because there was nothing that Ron could do to save himself. Therefore, Jesus went through all of it. And because God so loved Ron and you that he sacrificed his son so that we could be forgiven, so that we could be reconciled to God, so that we could experience uh, adoption as his children, experience his love and his grace and his blessing, so that we could have our future our, our, our hope secured forever and ever. That's the first reason. The second reason that Jesus went all through that, the reason he experienced every atrocity, every hurtful and cruel thing that could be done from one human being to another, is so that he could minister to us in our needs. And so that by his wounds, we could be healed. Just as he would rise again, on top of all of it, we, we can rise out of the ashes of our past and find healing and grace in the love of Jesus. A new life, a new life. The Bible says if anyone's in Christ, they are a new creation. Old things are passed away. All things are become new. And in that newness of life, we can cut the cords to the past, to the wounds, to the suffering, to the things that people did to us that we didn't deserve. And we can experience healing at heart level as only Jesus can do. And love and acceptance and a sense of being okay and valuable and worth dying for. All from Him. And rise out of that. Rise in that healing to then minister to others in their pain and in their hurt and in their grief. He is so good. Amen. Isaiah chapter 53 let me, let me read the, the whole uh, 
five verses here. Who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord or the strength of the Lord been revealed? Verse 3, he was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. Can I ask you tonight, those who are here may be watching online. Have you received that gift that he paid such a high price for? The free gift of salvation. Have you opened up your heart to the one who loves you so much and said, Jesus, here I am. Here's, here's my sins. You bore them on that cross. You got crushed under the weight of them so that I could be forgiven. I want to do that. I want to give you my heart. I want to know that forgiveness. I want to know that relationship with you. Have you received that gift of salvation? If not, I want to give you a choice, chance to do that in just a minute. But number two, you might be here tonight. Wounded because of what other people said and did. It's amazing, um, not only in my own life, but I have seen this in the lives of other people. Um, some, sometimes, you know, you, you, you get people that, that you work with or, or, you know, rub shoulders with somewhere, and they are just the nastiest people. And you wonder, why can they, how can they be just so nasty? And if you could sit down and talk with them, it probably goes all the way back to some time when they were a child and they faced cruelty or humiliation or pain at the hands of someone else and they didn't know how to deal with it and they didn't know where to find healing grace and they stuffed it and they tried to just figure it out and, and do the best they could. Uh, and a lot of times... Uh, you've probably heard the phrase, hurting people hurt people, right? Because they're just trying to overpower other people because they felt so powerless and hurt and wounded. These wounds, they don't go away. We can try to, you know, uh, push them under the rug, so to speak. But Jesus, he bore them. He went through them. He rose above them so that He can identify with us in compassion and grace and bring healing to our hearts. Let me ask you, church, have you brought your wounds to Him for healing? Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we can we say thank you thank you for your sacrifice thank you for 
your understanding. No one can say that you, you don't know. You don't know what it's like. Yes, you do. Because you experienced it all. Thank you, Jesus. Just pray, Lord, for anyone here, God, that prayed those prayers tonight. They prayed to receive you, Lord, that they would know the joy of your presence and that new life in you. Those that brought the wounds, Lord, I pray that there would be a marked difference. I pray that the warmth of your love would just fill their hearts. Your healing grace and a new joy and a new freedom, Lord, would allow even more of your love to come out through us and touch the lives of others because you first loved us. Thank you, Lord, and give you the praise and all the honor. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.